Welcome to Juice Box Sports. I'm your host, Mario, and today is a special day. We got the MLB The Show cover just came out, cover athlete, and baseball is still in good hands as Shohei Otani becomes the cover athlete, and we got a lot about him coming today. Also, what embarrassment on Baseball Writers of America. They ruined the game. We gotta move on, though. Anyways, Shohei Otani had more than just an impact on the LA Angels in his GOAT season this year. He had an even bigger impact on the league as a whole and the game as a whole. Baseball was in a tough spot entering 2021. There was constant discussion about game dying, especially compared to the NFL and the NBA. Although the NBA has bigger issues other than the game, the league was trying to manage a historical global pandemic and the whole sticky stuff issue was looming over the sport. Otani, however, focused the entire world on baseball. I even experienced a first hand in the United States, couldn't get in enough of him either. The 2021 Anonymous AL MVP ever won the Rare Commissioner's Historic Achievement Award for what he brought to the game in his past year. In Shohei Zeltani's recent interview with GQ, he talked about the, what he thinks about the growing the game. LA Angels superstar ace, starting pitcher, designated hitter Shohei Otani is not satisfied with the sport being below a couple others on the popularity level in the US. Showtime came here to prove that he was indeed one of the best players on the planet and he has done just that. Hitting 2.2 Point two two hundred fifty seven, three seventy two and five ninety two, with a OPS of nine sixty five, with a one hundred fifty eight OPS plus this season. To go along with his forty six home runs, one hundred three runs, and one hundred RBIs, Otani was more than just that. He has voted by his peers as the fastest base by far the most predominant offensive threat in baseball. The crazy part of course is how that only half of what he brought to the table in 2021. He also started 23 games as a pitcher recording 3.18 ERA, 1.090 whip, and 141 ERA plus. He also placed the left field. Hitting the outfield for seven games with the Halos. In order to really grow his game back to what it was to be and currently should be, baseball needs something they had seen before. After all, nothing changes if nothing changes. Baseball got the exact thing they were looking for in Otani reviving the two-way player and having the greatest season in baseball history. But could Suzuki seal the deal? According to recent interviews with 
Andrew Bogarly of The Athletic, Japanese star Seiya Suzuki, mentioned that he is still intent on making his transition from Nippon professional baseball in Japan to the ML MLB. Once a CBA agreement is signed, ever since the news came that Suzuki would be posted in his by his Japanese team, several MLB teams have expressed interest in the 27-year-old star. Even the American League West rivals Seattle Mariners and the Texas Rangers have publicly stated that they are high on Suzuki and have met with him even. Neither the Astros nor Suzuki have shown any public interest in each other, considering the Astros certainly needing a proactive veteran bat. Could a union between Suzuki and the Astros work? Since we all have nothing better to do while MLB owners and MLBPA squabble over money, rules, and semantics, let's take a look at Suzuki as a player. The Astros' big league needs and the how these two might be able to fit towards together. If you aren't on an avid follower of Nippon professional baseball, Suzuki is a 27-year-old outfielder playing Hiroshima Toyo Carp. You might also remember him from the 2020 Olympic Games, where Japan won gold in baseball over the United States. Beyond that, he was put quite in a career together throughout the, his career. In his nine, se nine seasons in MPB, Suzuki is slashing 315, 415, and 571 with 182 home runs through 901 games. Just this last season, Suzuki hit a career-high 38 home runs and a 1.075 OPS with a near 1-to-1 strikeout-to-walk ratio in your 131 games. As would any player come from an international organization, there's concerns that the success not might be translated. There are plenty of cases for and against the argument. However, it is clear from watching Suzuki that he was a good contact. Patience at the plate, defensive power and powerness, a lot of power and tools that should have no problem translating into the MLB. Generally in just hard to discount a player who has five-time all-star in nine seasons in any professional league. On the other hand, the Astros are in an interesting position for free agency period. They have a massive void at shortstop. Their franchise star Carlos Correa is poised to get a mega deal that is seemingly less and less likely to come from the Astros. Let's talk about the need in center field. There's no doubt that Chas or Jake Myers are good defenders and serviceable at the plate. With a team that could arguably be called a dynasty run since 2015, manager Dusty simply cannot be asked to rely on developing bats. In the lineup down the stretch, the outfield needs to become more and more garling should James Click fail to resign and follow through the interest in Trevor's story 
as the team will have to look Jeremy Pena and near MLB ready prospect hearing his way through the Astros farm system. Created potential for two developing batters in the lineup. Frankly is strong, possibly that Jer Jeremy Pena could be slotted in the shortstop. That is since the Astros have to look for a free agent outfielder for for a highly productive veteran pad. However, a big name free agent outfielder with proven success seem like the best case scenario should be Pena get the starting gig. Suzuki has primarily played in the right field for Hiroshima due to the absolute cannon of an arm he possessed. He has experience in center field, left field, shortstop and first base though. That along with his four NPV gold gloves. He has shown adequate speed and a defensive powerness and put him amongst the Nippon professional baseball leaders in defensive runs, save, and USR. The Astros could easily figure out how to get a player like that into a defensive lineup. He could straight up play center field, as Coleman discussed. As for center field, option article, the team could move Kyle Tucker over, who has shown a small sample and ability to play center field. Offensively, it it would not be a no-brainer to slot Suzuki third in the batting order behind Altuve and Brantley. In addition to the above mentioned offensive production, Suzuki has hit over 25 home runs for six consecutive seasons, eclipsing 30 home runs in three of those seasons. He's also prototypical. Astros batter aggressive but smart contact, draws walk, and doesn't strike out too often. Wisely spending money that has never been a problem for the Astros organization. Obviously, we can't have a discussion about free agency without talking about money. According to MLB uh, rumors, Suzuki could command a five-year, $55 million deal. That's not a huge deal on the surface for two seasons. First reason being MLB teams are cautious on mega deals due to the recent success or lack of thereof batters from Nippon Professional Baseball League. Second, whatever MLB team signs Suzuki would also have to pay a release fee under the current MLB NPB agreement. The card could receive a payout equal to 20% of the first 20, $25 million guarantee contract value plus 17.5% of the next $25 million plus 15% of the amount beyond $50 million. On November 21, the Hiroshima Toy Carp of Nippon Professional Baseball posted Suzuki allowing him a 30-day window to negotiate with MLB teams. Due to the current CBA expiring on December 2, the negotiation window has a freeze until the new CBA can be finalized and signed. There are a lot of moving pieces for the Astros this season. 
this offseason. However, Paper and Suzuki could be a nice upgrade for the team offensive lineup that might be lost in the departure of Korea. Does Carlos, I mean Castro, deserve a bigger role? A backup catcher is usually one of the least exciting players on the roster. The prototypical profile is simple. A capable defender behind the plate, but an easy out in the batter's box. There aren't many starting catchers who can actually hit. So those who are number two on the depth chart are usually in up offensively. That wasn't the case for the Astros 2021. Jason Castro returned in the Houston, to Houston last season after leaving free agency following 2016. The Astros first-round pick in 2018, 2008 signed a two-year contract, which looks to be a savvy move by the club considering what happened in year one. 2021 saw Ash Castro produced some of the best numbers of his career, highlighted by quality 235, 356, and 443 slash line in and eight home runs, a 799 OPS, and a 123 WRC plus were the best marks of the 11 year old veteran had posted since the All Star campaign of 2013. Only six catchers finished despite his tremendous offensive output. The left swinging Castros receives just 179 plate appearances, making a paltry 37 starts all year. This was throughout no fault of his own, as Mart Martin Maldonado purpose wizardry behind the plate kept Castro in bench role. Castro Maldonado was perhaps the worst hitter in baseball in 2021 with 63 WRC plus, but his off his defense and unquantifiable impact of his pitching staff earned him the lion's share of playing time. Castro, however, is no slouch defensively. He's regularly guarded as a solid or better framer since 2015 and has over a decade of catching experience in the major leagues. The 35-year-old Maldonado is armed with a cannon-throwing arm, while Castro is not, but it's not terribly important in the grand scheme of things. Castro's offensive powerness and reliable glove more than make up the difference, plus the general de-emphasis of stealing bases is recent. Years helps as well. Additionally, for what it's worth, Castro has was roughly one win better than Maldonado in terms of WRR, according to both FWAR and BWAR, despite gathering 247 plates appearances. Putting aside the comparison, Castro has become an awful impressive hitter, not just for a catcher. It began in 2019 with the Twins, a year that Castro saw produce an incredible 17.2% barrel rate, putting him in company with like guys like Mike Trout, Aaron Judge, and Jordan Alvarez. 
though it came at only 275 plate appearances due to another offensive explosion by the other Twins catcher, Mitch Garver. Castro's 2021 data reinforced that what he did in 2019, unsurprisingly, Alvarez led the Astros in barrel rate and blast rate, but in the lineup littered with all-stars. It was Castro who ranked second in each category per Alex Chamberlain's pitch leaderboard. Overall, the wide discrepancy in played appearances, notwithstanding Castro's OBA rival any of his teammates, a clear three outcome slugger, the 34-year-old backstop produced the highest walk rate 14% of his career in the 2021 while concurrently lowering his strikeout rate to a manageable 30.2%. However, mainline TTO hitters may be by writers and fans in the old school camp. It's a luxury for any team to have a catcher capable of generating meaningful numbers. Castro might not have the durability to sustain a starter's workload throughout the whole season. Discomfort in his right knee forced him to miss four weeks last year. And more notably, he's long had issues with the particularly knee since tearing the, his ACL in 2011. But he's legitimately two-way ability, 37 starts or 179. Plate appearances, however, slice it's too far for a player who can be a key contributor. Thank you for listening to the Juicebox Sports Podcast. This podcast has been brought to you by Raise Energy. Check us out on Instagram at Juicebox Sports HTX. Till next time.